Good morning. Isn't that a wonderful way to start a service? <laughs> Sweet children, it, it kind of reminds me of when I'm preaching to you on Sunday mornings. Some people are paying attention and really into it, and some people are just kind of staring like, what's he talking about? So good to see you this morning. Welcome to a very special worship service in the life of our church here at Holly Springs. This is a Sunday that we've been looking forward to for about two and a half months. At the end of May, we started a very big renovation project here in our sanctuary. And just yesterday, or Friday and some of Saturday, we finished everything and kind of put the bow on it and it's all done. And we are so excited to celebrate with you this morning in a very special way. Be a very different service this morning, a very special service. We're going to celebrate with communion. We're going to celebrate with baptism and we're going to take just a few minutes and kind of look at our past look at our present and then look at our future so we are excited that you are here to worship with us this morning we know that we have people that are still watching us online too and we want to welcome them thank them for being a part of our service in a little while i'll share with you some of the things that we've done i'll share in kind of the middle of the service about where we are right now in the present and some of the things that have been done in the renovation and then some of the people who helped us to get to where we are. But I thought you might want to see kind of some of the things that we can do now. You can see the lights and the lights on the cross and all those things. You can change those colors. I don't know if Mark is fancy enough yet. Look at that. See how we do that? And then you can change the lights on the cross. I don't know if Mark is smart enough to, look at that. So Mark is smart enough, so we're so thankful. It's all so new, I just didn't know if you were that up to speed yet. But we've got it, and see when SFA comes back, we can be all Jesus is purple too kind of a thing. It's a wonderful thing. So we're excited to be able to share with you. You'll be able to see over the next few weeks some of the things we can do and some of the ways that God has allowed us to enhance our service. And we're grateful for you being here this morning, being a part. Clinton, Gary, and I will all have a part in the service this morning as we kind of walk you through this very special morning. We are so thankful that you are here. And we know one of the most important things that we can do is pray and thank the Lord for his goodness and mercy in our lives. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be able to come to your house this morning and to be able to worship you. We look forward to what will happen over the next hour as we just celebrate your presence here with us. Father, we are so thankful for everything that has allowed us to come to this moment in our time, in our history, in our present, and in our future, where at this very moment we celebrate your goodness, your mercy, and your allowing us uh, to have a new place to worship you. Father, we love you. We thank you. And Father, we look forward this morning to just raising our voices in praise to you. And we will do that now as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Lord has certainly been good to this church for the past 20 years. And I know and I am confident that the Lord will be good to us in the next 20 years. Let's stand and let's sing of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never. 
never fails me in all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God let's celebrate this all my life all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been This is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. all my life and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will see the goodness of God. Yes, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. You guys can have a seat.
if I can get my two victims to come up here real quick. Um, my wife said that if I invite two men to the stage, I have to invite Greg Hudson and Chuck Howard. And she said, don't make this comedy hour. And so for those who know, these are, me and these two probably are the three stooges of the church, and we love to mess with each other probably more than anything else. Let me read a scripture to you first. Because today we celebrate church. Today we celebrate what the church is all about. That is about a community of believers that come together to worship. That it's not this building, but we're here to celebrate this building because God has blessed us what we have. But this, this church is you. It's those who belong here who are a part of this. And I, I don't know, there are so many of you who come to this church. And what we're going to ask these two gentlemen in just a minute is we're going to ask them, especially since they're from the past. And that's a good way to say they're old. I don't know if that's a good way or something. But I will say this. Of what Holly Springs means to them. But let me read a scripture real quick to you. Acts 2 is the beginning of the, of the early church. After Jesus ascended and went to heaven, after the day of Pentecost, when the church started and had its foundation, this is what it said. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship of breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all, they be all believed together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing them to the proceeds of all who were in need. And day by day, attaining the temple together and breaking of bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord had added to their numbers day by day of those who were saved. This is what we need to be. And guys, this is what we hope to always be is to be people who are always devoted to the teaching, who go to each other in prayer, and we care about each other. And I hope if you come here, if you're a visitor today, I hope one thing you see about this church is that we really care about one another. That I love this body of believers. Me and my family have been through ups and downs, and these people in this room are closer to me than family. And they're beyond important for my life and so many others. So what this church means to me, this is my family. Let me introduce them to you. Well, i got to introduce you to these two. Um, so I'm going to make Greg go first. Uh, Greg, for Greg, who's been here way too long, he actually built the original stage. And so all the things that we, uh, we, were, we were finding underneath the thing, we were like, Greg, did you drink this? Did you do this? And so there are all kinds of things that we found underneath there. Um, but Greg, please tell us what you think or what Holly Springs has meant to you. Um, my name is Greg Hudson. That's my wife, Tricia. Uh, back in the beginning of 04, Tricia ran into her aunt, Joe Hart, at Walmart, and they got to talking. And Aunt Joe started talking about her church, Holly Springs. And that's when we met over there in the storefront in Garrison, way back when. And, uh, and how excited she was about the church and had mentioned that they were having some visiting preachers fill the pulpit. And the person that was going to be there the next Sunday was Neil Nichols. Now, Neil Nichols, very dear and dear to our hearts, um, he baptized me. He led my wife to Jesus Christ and baptized her. And then he also married us. 
And we were going to a local church here in Nacogdoches. But we decided we'd go hear him, you know, get a chance to see him. And we went that morning, and it, it, it was awesome. I mean, it, it was great. And we, we loved it. And then we found out that he was going to speak that Wednesday night, the following Wednesday night. And so we decided to go again. Now, at that time, we were doing um, potluck dinner before Wednesday night services. And uh, I was looking forward to that. Um, so we show up here. Now, this is a thing I hope I never, ever, ever forget. Oh, my goodness. I hope I never forget this. Because I remember walking into that church, that little storefront. The beginning, uh, it was, of course, uh, before the service started, before we'd started eating. And there was just a few people there. And they looked at me and said, hey, how are you doing? And, they, and they, it just, I don't even remember what was said, but it, it was just like that. I went, I'm home. I'm home. I felt like I'd been gone a long time. And I was finally home. And we never went back to the other church. I mean, we, it was just, church was I mean, it was beautiful. It was just a, it was a gift straight from God to us. It was like your home. And we've been coming back ever since. And we've seen a lot of people come and a lot of people go. But it doesn't change the fact that this, this church, you, the body of believers here, you're our family. And we love you immensely. Thank you for being here. Thank God that we got to be here. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Greg has really been our lead uh, general when it comes down to everything we've built here on stage. Um, we really are grateful for Greg. I know we're going to recognize him later, but um, I'm just going to be serious. I love Greg Hudson. Um, I love his heart and his willingness to always be serving any way he can. And that's what we have here at this church is we have a lot of people who are willing to serve. And they're willing to serve. It doesn't matter what age group. Because, again, they care about everyone. And so we have a lot of young families. We're a young church. I don't know if you all have realized that or not. We're a young church. And that's an amazing blessing from God that we get to be a young church. And um, I pray that we do good to the generation that we're raising. But we also understand that there's generations after that that we have to keep pouring into. And so let's not stop being the church. Uh, Chuck, let's, um, let's talk to you. You're a, you've been an elder for quite a while. Um, again, I don't know if that means you're old or not. But uh, as as not as old as Greg. Yeah, not as old as Greg. You, you win. Um, but when it comes down to it, th this church was founded on a lot of men, men that, that we love and that we, we, we know. And, um, and we really just want to appreciate everything that everyone has ever put into this church. Um, when it comes to even the color of the chairs, to even the floor that we have, it'll be everything. Um, we're very grateful. And so when it comes down to this, Chuck, what do you, what do you consider? What, why is Holly Springs so special for your family? Well, you know, like Greg, we were invited here several years back. And the, the thing that sticks in my mind is when I walked in the door, there was a gentleman greeting and he shook my hand and asked me my name, and we came in. We, we came for the music at the time. 
it was it was awesome, and we we had we had great music, and and we you know we had a great service, and for some reason God put it on our hearts to come back. We came back the following Sunday, and the gentleman that was greeting at the door was the same gentleman, and then he remembered my name, and I thought, how in the world, you know, why would he remember me? I'm a nobody. Why why would he take the time to remember me? But it was because out of love. And, and and out of servanthood, he, I mean, he was an awesome man of God that when you told him your name, he would repeat it back to you, and he remembered it. it I mean, it was stuck. I don't have that gift, unfortunately. So if I, if I meet you, sometimes I'm going to meet you for the first time three or four times, and I don't, I don't mean to, but I, I, there's only so much can stay in there. Uh, but this church has loved on me and my family like nobody's business when we came in you know we thought it well it's just for garrison people and you know that little hick town just a few miles down the road and and that's all it's going to be is just a bunch of you know cowboy it up people but when we came in there were the people were real the they they immediately they, they loved on us we got invited to a connect group and you know for some reason god said i want you to go so we we went and we met some awesome people and we connected and once we connected in that small group they were closer than than family they were i mean we didn't make a move without one of them being around us we we were just always together it seemed like and we loved on each other we shared each other's problems and we lived life together that's what small group does. That's what coming in here and allowing someone to come into your life and letting them love on you, and, and in turn, you get to love on them, and we do life together. There's so many people in here that I truly love, and, and God has placed you here, and he, he's placed us here together so that we can all live life together and, and to try to help each other and to serve God the best that we can to and everything that we do is to honor and glorify God and and this church puts God first and I am so proud to be a member and to to help follow what God wants us to do thank you again for like Greg said for everyone being here this is a God put you here for a reason and let's let's get about it thank you guys I'm gonna let him pray I hope you hear that we're proud of our culture, and we're proud of where we, where we came from. Because if we can embrace our culture and where we are and who we are, we can head into the future knowing where we're going. And so we're proud of who we are, this garrison, Central Heights, Nacogdoches, weird conglomerate of a church. But this is a body, and that's what's awesome. Chuck, will you pray for us? Pray with me, please. Father, we thank you so much for, for allowing us to have such a church as this. Thank you for the members, the, the body that, that has come today. I pray, Lord, that you will, you will keep us safe. Help us to remember where we come from and, and what you have done for us in the, in the past because that leads up to what you're going to do to for us in the future. Again, Lord, we just thank you for everything that you have done and all that you're going to do. We pray, Lord, that you will bless this day and that you will be honored and glorified in everything that we do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
I could have all the kids come up, please. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can, can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Oh, my God. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary.
Wasn't that awesome? Let's stand and sing. One voice, let's come together, sing this hymn. Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy path throughout the universe displayed then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how great thou art Sparing sin him to die, I scarce can take it that on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Sing this, then sings my soul, my savior God. Shouts of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, My God, how great thou Great. 
Thank you. Will you be seated for just a moment? You've probably been able to tell already what we wanted to do for you today is kind of walk through the life of Holly Springs. We wanted to take a few moments and honor the past, which is what uh, those gentlemen did for us just a few minutes ago when Chuck and Greg shared with you about the beginnings of this church. This church is about 20 years old, and God has blessed this church incredibly. And I love the fact that woven through everything that they shared with you is about the testimony of how this church is a family. We've been through so many things in this church. I was thinking about it just the other day about uh, the tragedies that have occurred in this church and the triumphs that have occurred in this church. And I thought about how good God has been to this church and to the people who worship here. We're going to celebrate in just a moment the present. And one of the ways we're going to celebrate that is with communion. So if you have not gotten your elements when you walked in, you take the next couple of minutes as we talk through a few things, maybe to send somebody outside a family member, outside each one of the doors, you can find the communion elements. And up in the balcony, there's one at the table, too, where you can find... But before we celebrate communion, I, I, I want to take just a few moments and just celebrate what God has done in the life of the sanctuary here and the fact that we are able to celebrate in a newly renovated and remodeled sanctuary. I won't bore you with all the details of what's happened, and I know some of you have even struggled to see what has happened because we have not missed a Sunday in here. What a great testimony that is to the men and women who worked so hard to be able to allow us to continue to worship every Sunday in here. But because we've worshiped every Sunday in here, sometimes it's hard to see everything that's taken place because you're coming in every Sunday. Uh, Gary and I were talking about this just a few minutes ago, Gary Davis and I, and I was telling him it's kind of like when you're raising your children, you don't see them change that much. But when you know, Aunt Susie comes and she hasn't seen Billy in two years. She goes, oh my goodness, how he's changed. Well, there has been a lot that's changed in this building. In fact, we listed those changes out for you here on your bulletin on the back. And if you didn't get one, you can grab one on the way out and just kind of see how good God has been to us. But it's amazing what's happened. I want to take just a few moments, if you'll allow me to do that, before I share with you one little thing that I want to share with you and just recognize some people who did this. You may or may not know, but we did not hire a contractor to do uh, the work of the renovation to this building. Everything that was done was done with in-house labor and some extra special people that have really helped us finish this project out. The only thing that we outsourced to anybody that wasn't in the church was the sheetrock that we put up all around the building. Everything else beyond that was done by people who go here to this church. And I want you to just see how much people have invested in what we are worshiping in today. This building, again, the building's not the church, but it's the place where we gather to worship. And I want you to see how much our people have invested. So if you had anything to do with the remodel over the last two and a half months, whether you were just here for a few minutes or whether you brought food or whether you helped in one way or another, you helped us rip out the stage and that was the only time you could be here. Whatever it is, if you helped, would you do me the great favor of just standing and letting us see you for just a moment? So would you stand now, please? 
Thank you very much. You can see all across the balcony. And there's obviously a lot of people that couldn't be here today, too, as the summer's coming to an end. But we have had so much help uh, making this uh, become an accomplishment in the life of our church. I also want to take time to recognize four very special people who really went over and above and did an incredible amount of work. Now, hear me say this. There was a lot of people that put in a lot of time and a lot of effort, and I certainly don't want to get in trouble by leaving anybody out. But there were four men who really went over and above and spent an inordinate amount of time making sure that the building that we worship in this morning is the very best that it could be. So I, I want you to recognize Greg. This is Greg Hudson. He did so much in this building and worked even up until yesterday making sure that this building was finished. So we'll hold all our applause for the end, but Greg, will you stand and stand and remain standing for me? And then I want Gary Nolan to stand. Gary, where are you at? There's Gary back in the back. Every surface that is painted in here, Gary Nolan did. So that's a pretty amazing thing when you think about it. I want Lonnie to stand. Lonnie's here behind me. Lonnie and his sons helped put up the incredibly beautiful rock wall that you see in front of me. And last but certainly not least, I want Mark Fancher to stand. Mark, will you stand for me? This cross that is there was hand-built by Mark. And you probably don't know this, but Mark told us that there's a Bible inside the cross that he built. And it's there for all eternity for us to remember that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he put that in there, built that cross by himself. It was the one major thing that I really wanted to have happen in this building because we worship a crucified Savior, but we worship a risen Savior. And one of the great things about the cross that you will see there is that Jesus isn't on it. He's risen. And because he's risen, we celebrate him today. Will you help me thank these men for all the effort that they put into this? Thank you. Thank you so much. So we, we honored our past. We want to say hallelujah to the present for just a moment. Will you allow me to do that with you right before we celebrate communion? You know, there's two Greek words in the New Testament that talk about time. One of them is the word chronos, and the other is the word kairos. Chronos you'll be familiar with. Chronos is where we get a chronographic a watch, you've probably owned a watch before that was a chronograph. It could stop time. It could, it could time things for you. Uh, that was the cool watch that when I was in high school, everybody wanted was a chronograph watch because it, it could do so many things. And in the New Testament, when the word chronos is used for time, it's referring to time past. It's referring to time present and it's referring to time future. It, it kind of covers all the bases. So when the word chronos or chrono was used in the New Testament, it was talking about past, present, and future. 
But there was a, a word that they used for time in the Greek New Testament also called kairos. And Jesus used it several times. One of the times he used it was when he was talking about how important it is for us to live in the present. And Jesus used this word kairos when he talked about he was important for the present moment. In fact, right before the scripture that you'll find in Matthew 6.33 that you're probably pretty familiar with, Jesus talked about how important it is for us to live in the present. And then he quoted the words that we find in Matthew 6.33, which are these words, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. The interesting thing about that scripture is it doesn't just say seek if you were to read it like Jesus was saying it. The way Jesus would have said it in, in the Greek to his disciples would be something like this. Seek, keep seeking, don't stop seeking the kingdom of God. It's important for you and me because if you think about it, the past is the past. Even Jesus said that. Even Jesus told us there's nothing that you can change about the past. And he said, you don't need to be worried about the future because I've got the future in my hands. But what he did say was, while you're in the present, keep seeking the kingdom. You see, there's really no time, and Gary will, will share this a little bit with you, I think, when, we, when he talks about the future, but there's no time like the present to become a believer in Jesus Christ. You may be out there this morning, you may be thinking, well, you know, that's a wonderful church, and I, I love to hear them talk about family, and what a beautiful job they did on this building. And, you know, one day I may want to be a part of that, but probably not today. I, I want to do a few things before... I become interested in being a believer. But Jesus tells you that kairos, the present, is the best time to become a believer in Jesus Christ. Because you don't know what the future holds. He does, you don't. And there's nothing that you can do about your past, but you know what? Jesus can take care of your past. And he can make the present the best present that you'll ever have. That's why I'm excited about what God's doing in the life of our church, and I, I'm excited about the very present that he has given us of being in his presence. I want to celebrate with you communion, and as we prepare to, to do that, I want to take just a moment before we take the juice and before we take the bread, and I want to share with you the understanding of why I think it's important to take communion right now. You may be thinking, well, we need to take communion, you know, in, in when we're celebrating the future. But the truth is that when we take communion, we're celebrating the past, we're celebrating the present, and we're celebrating the future. Remember what Jesus said when he talked about doing communion? He said, do this in remembrance of me. Think about what happened in the past when you celebrate communion. 
And then when we celebrate communion, he says that we all need to make sure our hearts are right, that we've been taken care of as far as our understanding of are we in a right relationship with the Father right now. And so just a second before we celebrate communion, what you and I need to do is just check our hearts. We need to take a present check and see what kind of shape we're in. And if God has made our hearts ready to remember what he did for us in the past. And then when he got finished celebrating communion with his disciples, he said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me and you will celebrate this until I come again. And the Lord told us that we get to practice communion and celebrate communion knowing that one day he's coming again. So if you have your communion elements, I would ask that you would take them now. And on one side you'll find the bread and on the other side you'll find the juice. We're going to take the bread first and I'm going to remind you that God is so good to us and that he loves us so much. And the scripture tells us that when he was with his disciples, he said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The scripture says that he gave thanks for the bread. And so I'm going to ask that Jason would pray for us now before we take the bread. God, uh, we come before you and God, we are just so thankful for the work that you've displayed on the cross. God, your blood is perfect. God, your blood covers all things. God, help us to believe in that. And God, your blood more so than spilt. God, it was poured out. It was shed for us. And God, um, you poured everything. So God, help us to take glory in you, not in ourselves today. Help us to honor you for what you're worth. And God, help us to be one body of believers as we do so. In Jesus' name, amen. The scripture says that Jesus said that this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. I'm going to ask Clint to pray for us now before we take the, the juice and before we drink from the cup. Clint, will you pray? Lord Jesus, thank you today. And God, I thank you so much, God, for your blood. That God, it washes away all the sins of the world, but God, it washes away our sin. Our sins that are, God, they're, they're our iniquity. They're the things that keep us from God. But God, because of your blood, we can be one. We can have a one relationship with the Lord. God, we thank you so much for what you did, that sacrifice you made for us. God, I pray, Lord, that we can be able to put our hope and our trust in your, your blood and your righteousness because that's what we get here. It's not our righteousness and we can't earn it. But God, we can be one with you because of what you did for us. Lord, we thank you.
In your name we pray. Amen. The scripture says that this cup is the new covenant in his blood, and whenever you drink it, you do it in remembrance of him. It goes on to say, for whenever you drink of this cup, and whenever you eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So what we just did was celebrate the past, remember what the present holds for us in the life of Jesus and then we look forward to the future because we have celebrated doing this and we know that one day he's coming again. Jason and the band now are going to lead us in the Lord is my salvation. Will you stand please? of God. The grace of God has reached for me and pulled me from the raging sea. And I am safe on the solid ground. The Lord is my salvation. sing this
right, let's sing glory. Glory be to God the Father. Glory be to God the Son. Glory be to God the Spirit. The Lord is my salvation. fly through this, but as we look at the future, and as Bobby and Clint told me that I get to talk about the future, I thought, well, what in the world do you talk about, right? Uh, I know a few things, but I don't know what the future holds. And, and so as I began to kind of prepare for this morning, I thought, man, let's, let's look at what's taking place this morning. We're, we're looking back, right? We're looking at the history of the church. We We've, we've seen the foundation of what the Lord has laid for this church and, and where it has come from and, and the things that have taken place. And as Bobby has just shared, we've talked about the present of where we sit right now and, and the newly, I guess, remodeled sanctuary. And, and i got to be honest, uh, there, there are a few people that Bobby uh, didn't mention that I think you need to understand uh, how much work that they put in. Your staff worked a ton in this sanctuary. And, and it, was, it was really kind of funny because even as I worked alongside Greg and some others, uh, they would make comments like, I've just never seen pastors work like you guys are working. And I got to be honest, there was a lot of sweat 
that went into this stage and the remodel of this sanctuary. And, and there were even some tears when we got to some spots where uh, we had ripped out the stage and recognized that the metal that we thought we were going to be able to use wasn't going to be able to be used. And, and, and there was some graciousness from some individuals that opened up lumber yards on a day that they should not have been in order for us to get lumber to continue on with projects. There were many things along the way that took place in order for us to stand where we are right now. And as we look at the past and we bring it into right now, and we begin this process of looking to the future, here's where the future is for Holly Springs. What's about to take place with baptism, that's the future of Holly Springs. That's what Holly Springs has to stand on as we continue to present the gospel. In Matthew 28, Jesus comes to his disciples and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, what are we supposed to do? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he gives them this promise. This promise that as true as it was for them, as it is for you and I, that he would be with us to the very end of the age. The things that we're doing this morning, looking at the past, sitting in the present, and trying to project what's going to happen in the future, it's all because of what Jesus did for you and I on the cross. It's the gospel message that we have to be about in our lives on a daily basis. Otherwise, the future of Holly Springs is non-existent. That's just the truth of what it is. I remember a few years back, we were on campus, and we were doing a prayer walk in, in various areas around the campus, and we ran into the student. The student was not a believer, and, and we just began to engage in this conversation, and, and I'll never forget the question that he asked me, because we've got to be honest, it shook me a little bit. And the question that he asked me, he said, why are you out here trying to fix me when your people are so messed up? And he used a couple of other words, right? I mentioned he was not a believer, okay? But I was so grateful that the power of the Holy Spirit gave me something to give back to him because at that moment I had nothing. And here's the response. Man, you know what? You're right. My people are messed up. We are jacked up people full of sin. But because I serve a Savior that I can take my sin to on a daily basis and be forgiven for that, that's why I need to tell you about my Jesus. And without me telling you about my Jesus, if I don't do that and I just focus on my people, then my religion eventually dies. We have to be about the gospel. That's what has to be spoken. So as we look to the future and we look at what Holly Springs has been based on and, and built upon these past 20 some odd years, it's been built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the stage may look different. There may be lights. Some like it, some don't. The message isn't going to change. The message will remain the same. Jesus is the answer. You see, I think for you and I who have been believers for a long time, we still need to be reminded of the gospel on a daily basis. 
it still has to be a part of our lives. And so as we move forward, the gospel's got to be there. Acts 4.31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. You see, this morning we have... We've kind of sprinkled in the gospel, talking about the past and what it was built on, looking at what, what's happening right now. But in case you've missed it, let me share this gospel idea with you really quick. Scripture teaches us that all have sinned, right? If we can't start there, we've got to start somewhere. God, God has told us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is us admitting that. You can shake your head. Yes. Okay, good. Let's make sure we're on the same page. All sin falls short of the glory of God. The wages of that sin is death. There's nothing you and I can give to justify our sin before an almighty God. But scripture goes on to teach that, that God demonstrates his love for us, that while you and I are still sinners, Christ died on the cross and just as Bobby has explained, he was raised from the dead. That's God's love. Paul goes on in Romans to say that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our hearts, that we will be saved. There's a confession that has to take place. We have to admit, first of all, that we are sinners. We have to admit that, that we fall short of God's glory. We have to recognize that God has made a way for you and I to have salvation. He brought his son, died on the cross, and rose from the dead, not so that you and I could just spend eternity with God, but he did that so that God would be glorified, not you and I. And so as we look to the future, we got to keep that in mind, that this is all about God. All of this sheetrock, all the blood, sweat, and tears, all the lights, all the whatever is about God. If we ever walk into this sanctuary and we lose sight of that, we need to turn around and go back out. It is all about God. Do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening all around us? The Lord is at work, man. School's about to start. We were joking about this in Connect Group all ago. Some of the parents are like singing hallelujah. School's about to start. Send those kids back, right? I'm excited. College is about to start. Bring on the college students, right? The Lord's at work. The Lord's at work. This morning, I think we would be missed if we didn't share the gospel. If we didn't continue the tradition of what Holly Springs was based on, founded upon, if we did not share the gospel message. And so maybe you're sitting here going, man, I've heard this story a thousand times, but I've never really, it's just never really seated well with me. Man, I want to challenge you this morning to make it real. Stop living this, this fake life. Give everything over to the Father. We're about to see some amazing things take place. We're about to see some dads and, and some, some relatives baptize their children. Guys, I don't know of a greater thing than that. 
These are individuals who have placed their trust in a Savior, and they are coming before you saying, here's where my foundation is. I have salvation in Christ and Christ alone, and I want to make it public. And I want you guys to be a part of it. Guys, that's the future of Holly Springs. Not just the children that are getting baptized, but the very fact that people are coming to know the Lord, and we have to be about the gospel. We want Holly Springs to go forward another 20 years. You and I got to speak boldly about our God. We got to be about the gospel. This morning, as we uh, look at this idea, I want to just kind of end with a couple of questions that I think I have to ask myself all the time. And hopefully you're asking yourself, when was the last time that I prayed and the place where I was was shaken? When, when was the last time that I came before the Father and, and maybe the walls weren't literally shaken, but I walked away from that because I was shaken. I was changed. I was made new before my almighty God. And then lastly, when was the last time you spoke the word of God boldly? That's the future of Holly Springs. It's not just Bobby's job, Clint's job, Jason's job. It is all of our jobs. We joke a lot about Matthew 28 and being the Great Commission and, and the fact that God has, has commanded us to go and make disciples. And we place that on a few individuals and we don't really place it on ourselves. The fact is, Jesus has called each one of you sitting in a chair this morning to go and make disciples. You go and make disciples by preaching the word of God boldly, proclaiming Jesus until your last breath. That should be our mission. And that's the mission of Holly Springs. That's where we want to go moving forward. I want to pray for us, and then Bobby's going to come back up and lead us through a time of baptism. And so even as I'm praying, uh, those of you that are getting baptized, if you will start kind of making your way over here and getting into into the right seats or position. But as I pray, man, maybe this morning, this is, this is kind of the first time you've heard this message. You've heard the gospel. You've heard the understanding. Or maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit is, is, is really helping you understand you need a Savior. You need God's love demonstrated in your life like you've never felt it before. And I want to challenge you this morning as you watch these baptisms, as you uh, have partaken in communion, as you have, have seen what's happening here, don't walk away and just void out what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. Let Jesus reign in your life. Let's pray. God, we see your goodness in all that we are doing. We get to stand before you on a stage that was built years ago to proclaim your name. Not any kind of show of our own, not any kind of uh, taking it upon ourselves and, and putting it back on us, God, but it is all about you. And Father, if we ever lose sight of that, would you make us recognize it really quickly? 
God, for these that are getting baptized this morning, we look at that and, and we, we understand this profession of their, their faith and making it public and, and following in, in believers' baptism. God, we rejoice because that glorifies you. And so, Father, for the future of Holly Springs, may we fall on our knees and pray to you and walk away shaken. May you empower us by the Holy Spirit to speak the word of God boldly. Because, God, without that, we are just messed up people in need of a Savior. And so, Father, thank you for your Son who paid the price so that I could stand right here right now professing you as my Lord. So God, would you be glorified in these next few moments as we honor you through baptism. We pray this in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Greg. Why don't y'all come up? Part of our renovation, we were able to... Uh, have a new baptistry and so uh, Greg is going to take a moment here come on up Greg and KK you can come in we love this because one of the things is allows the family to get really close to be able to see the baptism So this is Kaylin, but we call her KK. That's how we know her. And KK, because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command, Greg is going to baptize you, his sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're buried with him in the likeness of his death, and when we're raised to walk in newness of life. Jeremy, you want to come? You and Jackson, come on. And this is Jackson Condorla and his dad, Jeremy. And Jackson, because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command, your dad is baptizing you this morning, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're buried with him in the likeness of his death, and you're raised to walk in newness of life. Congratulations. Brandon, where are you? There you are. I didn't even see you sitting on the front row. This is Brandon and Cash. <laughs> you going to watch your brother? That's great. Cash, because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command, your dad today is baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
You're buried with him in the likeness of his death, and you're raised to walk in newness of life. Well, folks, that is the future of Holly Springs Baptist Church, and that's the future of the kingdom, and we're grateful for that. It's been so wonderful this morning to be able to share with you about what God is doing in the life of our family here at uh, Holly Springs, and I'm so honored to be your pastor of a church that loves each other and loves Jesus Christ and can't wait to see what the future holds for us. We have some exciting things that are coming in our life. Next week, we are going to celebrate SFA being back. We hope to have a lot of college students here worshiping with us. You would do us a great favor if you would remind yourself next Sunday to wear purple. Just come back and support the SFA students that will be out worshiping with us next Sunday. We'll have lunch for them uh, after church. A lot of wonderful things happening. You can find a lot of things in the bulletin there that you need to make yourself aware of. Uh, speaking of Jeremy being baptized, Richard's right here, and I just want you to see Richard. Would you stand up and turn around and let the people see? This is Jeremy's father and uh, Jackson's grandfather, and Richard is the one who ministers to the Glory Gang children every Sunday during the school year. So when we've been talking about signing up and making sure that we get shoes and socks and backpacks to the Gory Gang children, this is the man who makes that happen. And so in just a few weeks, we'll be able to go. In fact, it's next Sunday, isn't it? It's next Sunday night. We'll be able to go to the Gory Gang uh, ministry in the evening at about 5 o'clock is when our church is going to participate and we're going to be able to put shoes on children's feet and give them backpacks. You talk about uh, taking the gospel to the world like Gary just talked about. This is your chance to do it live in action right here where you live. So I hope you'll do us a favor if you can be a part of that next Sunday that you'll go out and sign up and be a part of that. We're going to dismiss this morning but we're going to dismiss this morning uh, like they did in Scripture after they celebrated communion at, at, with the Lord. It says that the disciples sang a song and then they left. And so this morning, I want you to stand up and we're going to sing, We Will Feast in the House of Zion. And Jason's going to lead us. I hope you've been blessed with a wonderful Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful week. I cannot wait to worship with you again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Let's sing with Jason. Pro
protected gathered up we will feast in the house of Zion we will sing with our hearts restored he has done great things we will say to dark of night before the dawn my soul be not afraid for the promised morning oh how long oh God of Jacob be my strength We'll see you soon. Take care.